Lights. Camera. Adaptations. Ever watched your favorite book become a movie and said, huh, well that certainly was a weird decision? Of course you have. Hollywood is constantly making changes for their adaptations, and this podcast aims to answer the question of why. Join host Emma Shannon and a different guest every month on Unnatural Selection, a new Moonshot Network podcast, as they talk about a film, its source material, and what makes an adaptation good, faithful, and less commonly, good and faithful. Check out episode one, coming to a podcatcher near you on February 15th. up riley do you want to make a podcast you know i do but what would it be about i have a suggestion here from me um uh-oh <laughs> now andrew i uh i work at a financial institution and i'm not going to say which one and i'm going to try to give as little detail as possible during this okay but... so it's a it's a bank that doesn't know how to do fractions wink <laughs> i got him off your scent keep going <laughs> thanks thanks great job Haas. <laughs> i this is a podcast from me that says one co-host brings the other their bank statements for the year. And that co-host goes through it and finds patterns in their spending habits. I I refuse because I know what the negative pattern in my spending habit is. Andrew, I, I refuse to tell you or the world. It's it's Magic the Gathering. It's not. It hasn't been Magic anymore, the Gathering huh? for a, since I... I stopped playing magic and started podcasting is essentially what happened. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> so it's it's microphones. Uh, no. Stop doing heroin when I picked up cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh do you do you have a hunch of what your negative spending habit is that you want me to find? Oh, I, I, I know what my negative spending habit is. I mean, I do microtransactions in every game that shows up because in my brain it goes, tip your devs. And I go, yeah, you're right. T- tip your devs is bullshit. Don't listen to that. <laughs> I know, but it ha- someone said it to me and then it tickled just right that it lodged itself in there. But Who Andrew- said it? Who said that to you? Aaron I'll beat them up. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I'll kick their ass. <laughs> We were playing Destiny, and there's some cool shaders in the Eververse. Andrew. Yeah, I buy, I I buy lottery tickets, and I say, tip your government. <laughs> I had, a, uh, I, I had uh, a person call in at work, and they wanted to get their bank statements. And they were mm-hmm. like, can I get these in a CSV format? And we only export them as PDF. But I was like, you know what? I know how to do this, and I like playing in spreadsheets, and I'd like to do something so I don't have to actually work today. Absolutely. I can get that figured out for you. And so I exported his bank statements and he put it in and he had said like, oh, you know, because I'm spending too much money and I need to figure out where it is. And I was sure. like, absolutely. I'm going to put this in a spreadsheet, send it to you. I'm not going to do any analysis or anything. I'll just hand it directly to you. 
And I was going through that spreadsheet that morning and, you know, just copying, pasting it over. And I noticed, you know, a pa- patterns arise, right? Because sure, what yeah, I had you to can do, only look at you can only look at something so long before you realize it, even if you're not doing real analysis. Yeah. Well, because specifically I was doing a um, I was had to copy the transactions, put them in the thing. And then I used a put them in a spreadsheet as a single column, then used the split function to break them up by spaces. So it sure. would be date, space, date, space, reference number, space, description, space, price. You know what I mean? I get you. But the description has multiple spaces in it. So I'd have to shrink those down to one thing. So I'm looking at every transaction and I'm and I'm like taking it in and a pattern begins to emerge. A first off, I noticed that this guy's buying Santa suits. He's like a Santa. OK, like that's very cool. Like that's like, oh, that's neat. I noticed he's paying some. I know I notice he's, you know, going to Petco every once in a while. And I'm like, OK, these are these are things I am. I'm recognizing. And I see, you know, there's Portillo's hot dogs. And then there is um, there, there's Scoob's Dog Shack. And I realize that this man multiple times a week goes and gets hot dogs. They're like $5.29 transactions at multiple different. So many. You would not believe the amount of hot dog places this man finds throughout <laughs> Illinois. Andrew, I <laughs> I have no right to judge this man. This Andrew. I, I, there's like lose big meaty dogs. Like it is like a thousand different hot dog places. I had never heard of multiple times oh, a week. I thought you were saying that this person got the same hot dog place. Like no, every day. They are a hot dog connoisseur. I, I, at one point control F cause I was like, find a replace. That'll go faster. Find a place. Portillo's hot dogs. 341 things replaced. I'm like, the Excel sheet just crashes. (laughs) I just kept doing that shit. And he had so many different places for, I took notes on like, I should remember these. And part of me was like, would I send him this spreadsheet? Should I just run a pivot table on the word hot dog? (laughs) And just be like, now, Andrew, you may notice I've just stopped in the middle of my story. You you did. Yeah, listener eagle-eyed listeners may notice that uh, that segment just abruptly ended. Um you wanna know what happened? I uh I when I record, I often I have a fidget uh tennis ball. Your fidget tennis ball? I have a little tennis ball that I, I hold in my hands. And here's the deal. Sam has started uh using a tennis ball. Uh she learned this trick in her aerial yoga classes where you like run your foot over it like against the floor or you can run it on your hands and it's yeah. a really nice uh muscle massager because that it makes gives sense. like that makes sense. yeah it's just it's compressed air and a soft thing so it's actually like a really nice it mm-hmm. gives you uh some some push but not too much so it's just like a really nice easy manageable way to massage a muscle right so i sit okay. here and i like roll it between my hands right yeah. i'm clicking on shit all day i gotta keep these digits loose mm-hmm <laughs> So it slipped out of my hands and rolled <laughs> under my desk and hit the cord that plugs my uh, my recording box into my computer. You Rube Goldberg. And I, I Rube Goldberg to my microphone. And as it connected, it just like did a little uh, on the USB and jiggled it just enough that Audacity uh, died. Just like was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I can't keep recording this. 
I think that for a split second, the microphone was no longer attached. It didn't know what to do with itself, so it just sat there. Oh, my God, dude. I've recovered my audio from before then, but uh, yeah, now that now that I have a now that I've got a, a microphone, tell me more about. Uh, I think this guy has a blog or something. I that makes sense, but also he's like he has enough going on. I would have noticed a Squarespace. You know what I mean? I would have noticed a yearly. I looked through a year of this man's statements, and not once did anything digital come up. Andrew, Google hot dog vlog. I promise you, he is YouTube. He was all hot dog. He was he was the guy from the tweet that is somebody help me budget. I'm spending twenty dollars at the pet petco, ten dollars at McDonald's, McDonald's three hundred and fifty at every hot dog stand from here to Chicago. Please help me. My family's (laughs) greasy. I'm looking at a uh, I'm looking at a video right now sending hot dogs through the bank canister. Uh, could this be your guy? <laughs> he was Riley. also a Santa. Yeah, so you wouldn't be doing pranks. I listen. I have no room to judge this man because uh, I I live my life as a person who makes like three quarters of what I actually make. And then with the rest of my income, I subsidize the entirety of the website DoorDash. <laughs> um, I like I know my problems. I don't need you looking through my bank statements to figure it out. It's that I get myself a little treat way too often. <laughs> daddy deserves a treat. And it's like, did it daddy just Get a treat. <laughs> Daddy just had a treat for lunch. Do you really need something for dinner? <laughs> I, I have a very hard three o'clock to four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew, fully imagine, if you will, you and I sit here. We bring on a guest. The guest brings a year of their pink statements. But mm-hmm. we, we, we edit out the like the legitimate banking information, right? You cut out the account numbers, cut out the card numbers. Right. Cut out the like totals of like what you owe, what the institution is, yada yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we j- they give it to us. We have a week to read through them and just kind of like take them in. <laughs> we come back to them. They sit down on camera with us, on mic with us, and we we go, "Wow, you really like Culvers of <laughs> Culvers of Bloomingdale, number four sixty one, huh?" I I. I don't need to. I, I I have seen my friends' Twitter accounts. I don't need to know what they're spending on OnlyFans. <laughs> I do like this idea of a, of an enforced. You need a budget. Uh, a podcast. Just you need a budget at gunpoint, or else Andrew and Riley will mock you. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not going to budget for them. We are just going to read the statements. <laughs> we, we simply we're just giving the information. The what they choose to do with it is on. That's that's between them and God. Exactly. They they we simply sit here and make them feel shame. Yeah, I I I don't think that morally I can do this is the thing. I it's truly me uh trying to tell my neighbor they've got a speck of wood in there. I well I've got a full ass plank in my own and I know it. Yes, 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 but it's funny. <laughs> Do you have another <laughs> suggestion or does that not work for you? Yeah, I got another suggestion. I'd go to Twitter, but <laughs> I mean it's still up. I can lo- I can look at it. 
Uh, this is a you. podcast from Red Seraph. Uh, Riley, I don't want to get us too deep back into well-tread territory for us because it really blew up my mentions last time I said this word on a podcast. Okay. It is a podcast called Isekaiing Me Softly. We have to figure out the most engagement we can get out of a post, right? Like, if we add in, could an isekai get to... What is an isekai of getting to Mordor with the ring? Uh... <laughs> Like what? What else are our big hitters, Andrew? The, the, and, well, the thing is, there's they don't they don't. We the, hit an AI with a car, it and now us, it's getting the one ring to the mountain. It gets us the interaction in uh, in in Discord. We don't get any listens. No one's that's, listening to the podcast because of it. Is the problem? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're going in the wrong direction. Everyone's just just talking in Discord. Now, I, tell tell me about Isa Isa Kisn't Isa Can't. Isekaiing me softly. Isekaiing um, me softly. I think so. This is a playoff of killing me softly, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that what we do, I think that this is just, um, this is coffin flops, but for uh, <laughs> the first five minute of a- anime openings, I think that what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down with a bunch of isekai anime and we're only going to watch the parts that take place in the real world okay uh, so we are only we are we are watching a man get hit by a car and then wake up changed seemingly so we're seeing what his family sees what everyone around him sees which is him go under him come up Did I, well i think i think <laughs> that you think too many i think that you're under the impression that a lot of these shows have him come up as a part of the the plot I've only seen Over the Garden Wall. That's the only isekai I've ever seen. Is that an isekai? I mean, they get hit by a train and then they wake up. When do they get hit by a train? The be- at the There's a flashback in like episode four where you find out that they were going to get oh. hit by this train. And then they wake up at the end in the hospital. I'm the only person on Earth that can't stand Over the Garden Wall. No, Andrew, that's, again, because... Every October, people are like, oh, time to start posting about this 12-episode season again, and I'm just, just kill me now. I never want to see that little kid again. I'd kill that frog Come on, Grandpa, let's get you back to bed. What's happening on The Young and the Restless today, Andrew? Oh, Billy got hit by a truck, and Uh he might be gone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that this is, uh, we're just watching and going like... (laughs) I think that this is just uh, the worst iteration of Kame House Party, where we are just uh, we're gonna watch the very beginning of all these anime, and then we're just going to uh, to start riffing off of what happens to everyone left behind. It's the saddest improv you can do. Every episode, <laughs> everyone, we just we just imitate loved ones. That sounds great. Everyone's always saying that we should have sadder podcast minds episodes, yeah, and sadder improv shows. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's always saying the podcast minds now that's that's too lighthearted of a show for me <laughs> these two never get too deep into their feelings they have to delete an episode <laughs> <laughs> i will say uh from what i've been able to tell isekai has been on an interesting trajectory. um mm-hmm. it's no longer just kids getting hit by trucks uh, the, the, they finally, they finally got the bastard, put that truck driver away. Um, nowadays it's a lot of like, oh, a guy got overworked to death. What? Yeah. I've seen in, 
a couple different series. A guy gets overworked to death and then wakes up in a new world. And he's like, ah, I'm in a fantasy land now where I don't have a boss. Surely I'm not a metaphor for the anime industry. I don't know why a mangaka and anime team teamed up to make this one a reality. To crack your crank out this bad boy. You couldn't tell you what's happening at Young Jump to kickstart this idea. Whenever a video game comes out, it is like, I hate production. I hate <laughs> I hate doing this shit. It feels so bad. You don't understand. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm glad The Last of Us had a man work 80 hours to make a rope. Every every video game nowadays has some like cute little Easter egg that's just like a step closer to I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> I couldn't tweet this, but I did put a guy in my game who's labeled game developer. And he says, boy, I sure can't wait to get back to the game mine. And that's all I got to communicate. Did I make him sad enough? It took me already. It took me 80 hours. You heard about the sports story dev room, right? Uh, I, I, I know an idea that it's in there, but that it got like someone found it and then it got wiped out. But I don't know the specifics. Yeah. So basically, they, I believe the game's called Sports Story. It was a game that came out very troubled. Apparently had a very troubled development. And in the game was a dev room. These are hidden in games as like, oh, look, it's the devs working on the game. Uh And it's in they're doing it and you're in it. And oh, isn't this fun? But in that you walk into a room to like a art lead and a production lead yelling at each other. And then a programmer like putting in snide remarks. And it is just like everyone is like it is a lot of like if only you had suggested more features three weeks away from launch or whatever. <laughs> it is a lot of like very specific call outs and fuck yous from multiple people. Like it's a room that nobody looks good in and it, they edited it out of the game. <laughs> it feels like one of those like I, I I there's a part of me that hopes it's probably not true, but there's a part of me that hopes that they were just like. Won't this be fun and tongue in cheek? Ha ha, we're all having a real laugh here. And then people read it and they're just like, no, I I don't, I'm not in that room specifically, but I do know the state of the industry. I'm sorry this happened. And they were like, ah, fuck. They they, they took us a little too seriously because we got a little too close to the nose. <laughs> it, it does not, I've read the page and it does not feel like no? that. It, it does feel like. <laughs> What if, what if I got on a a podcast with some ex, like with like AI versions of ex co-hosts and we got in fights? Like it does not, <laughs> it doesn't bode well. It doesn't feel good. Riley, you got a podcast for me? Oh, I do. Let me look. I again, I can't look at Twitter. I cannot stress this enough. You can't look at Twitter. Log in as the podcast minds. I can't. I'm on TweetDeck. Just TweetDeck doesn't work. You can't log into regular Twitter as the podcast minds. No, no, Andrew. I can't. I can't do that. Can't or won't? Can't. Okay. I can't, Andrew. All right. In this case, I got an idea here. This one comes to us from Corp Survivors. (laughs) Yeah, hit me. That's our good friend Marn. What's what's Marn got to say? A podcast recorded in public at your local library. 
So it's a lot of, uh, are we talking at like this level? Do you think like we're, I, I do think that a good part of this is going to be that we don't want anyone to shush us. We don't, we don't want to be shushed. We can't kind of, we can't get one of the rooms cause they're already booked. Right. And so we are like off to the side by the, what do you think the least trafficked area of the library is? Uh, I think CDs cds we're by the cds and dvds like we're off in that corner Mm -hmm. and it's it's you and me and we're sitting here we have a task cam that we're kind of passing back and forth between each other (laughs) yeah i think so i got i have some lav mics so if we really wanted to pull this off we could just sit in two separate well here's the deal i was gonna say we could sit in two separate areas of the libraries we're not even getting together to do this so we're still just doing it digitally I actually, I do kind of like that. Here's This is a competitive podcast. Uh, I go to my library, you go to your library, and uh, we, we do a podcast every week where we, we just kind of, we do this and we record, and first one of us to get shushed by an authority figure loses. We keep a running scoreboard. Yes. And it's a little bit more muffled because we're both doing it through our fucking masks. Yeah, and we're we probably... Like sitting in the fucking see now you're laughing that's that's gonna get you uh i think we'll probably have to do you have a lot of libraries near you i do i have one pretty near i have i have a couple pretty near me and since i'm in the greater chicago metropolitan area i have a million libraries at my disposal yeah same here so okay we can make that work i can go and hang out in a couple different places and that way we're not like it's not like Monday night and they're like, all right, there comes the fucking chuckle fucks again. Now, um, chuckle fuck singular. They don't know about you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We could also extend this out to being in um, public transit. <laughs> I'm on the train. You're in a cab. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that. I, 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 um, if I'm in a public vehicle, um, I take a vow of silence with the Lord before I step into any of those those vehicles. I I need to discuss with you right now yeah. what your etiquette is. You've called an Uber. You are you are the only person there. You are mm-hmm. you are stepping up. The they pull up. You're there. Talk me through your process as you get into that car. Do you say anything? Can do we leave the in? library before we do this? Yeah. <laughs> sure sure okay. sure We're all right leave so, the library <laughs> bye thank this you this is the five minutes before you get in the car <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i gotta sit out and wait for the uber um i so i haven't done this in years is the thing uh actually that's not entirely true we took a flight uh and uh sam mm-hmm. we were running late to the thing and then sam called an uber and they we watched as they pulled into our apartment complex uh <laughs> hit cancel on uh the uber and then drove out uh and sam and i were like we need to be at the we don't have time to wait for another car to get here to get us to the (laughs) airport uh so i i just like started sweating bullets and i was like i'm sam was like i'm gonna go inside and call an uber again and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna wait out here uh because i don't want to talk to anyone right now because i would explode uh because we're not going to get to the airport three hours early um yeah and that's your fault isn't it no um so here's so my my go-to for an uber i i i will get in the uber i will say hello and then i try to just sit in silence um now same same as like a haircut for me if you speak to me i will speak back but i'm not going out of my way i'm never engaging the conversation i i'm not uh yeah i'm not i'm not starting anything i i just want to sit 
Now, I also usually want to sit when I'm in a car. Like I, when I get into an Uber I, or, or a Lyft, I do want to shut the fuck up. But the uh-huh. problem is my greeting is I will sit down. I'll say, hey, how's it going? And then I'm I'm I am in it. <laughs> I do, have the second part to my greeting and I can't stop it. Do people? Yes. Wh- yes. Why? It's going I, pretty good. How are you? I mean, I'm doing good. Like, you know, I'm on the way to this. Yada, yada. And like, oh, no, that's on, no, that's on you. You're the one fucking up there. But they were. They then responded by asking me, "How are you?" And I have. And then you say, said "Good." You say, "Doing good." End of I, end of conversation. I can't, I can't. I legitimately can't. How? I, it's the easiest I, conversation in the world. I am cursed. How are you? With, good. How are you? Good. Done. That's all anyone ever wants. I am cursed with Midwestern etiquette, and I must respond. I must continue the story. I must ask a further question or a follow up question because if they go like. Oh, you know, a long day. I'm like, oh, long day. Yeah, you got a lot of people in here. Like, boom. Like, fucking, I have to. I can't. I, no, you just I say, get yeah, caught I at feel yeah. Store. End of conversation. Sam Sam is the same way, and it drives me nuts anytime that we... She, she will start mm-hmm. talking to the person, um, and then she'll even, like, drag me into the conversation. <laughs> like, she'll, she'll talk to the... You know, talk back and forth, and she'll turn to me and be like, don't you remember that? And I'll be like... There's a reason I've been sitting in silence for the past five minutes. I haven't engaged on this conversation on my own. I don't need you dragging me into it. It's not an accident that I'm sitting in silence. I don't need to be. I don't need to be drawn in. I I can't help but chat. I used to do this at the grocery store. Like, and again, this is why I'm. Per- this is why I have multiple people call. Me like, can you forward me to your boss so I can tell them how happy, how great you are? Because I will shoot the shit with old people, and they love that. They lose their minds for that shit. You go for it, but could not be me. I just, I don't. My thing is, I never want anyone to like talk to me. And so I'm not going to impose it on someone else. I I also am really like that where I don't want to be interacted with when I am in an interstitial space between an event. I, but I, I just can't stop myself. It is a disease. It's an itch, Andrew. I'm sorry, Riley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I simply want, I simply need to chat. I need to shoot the shit. <sighs> heartbreaking shaking my head <laughs> andrew yeah so our podcast where you talk in the back of an uber's dead on arrival dead on arrival do you talk on airplane like if 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 you are flying somewhere with mandy do you like <gasps> when i fly somewhere with sam i don't speak to her for the duration <laughs> of the flight i will fall like I fall asleep if I am not driving. Like if I'm in the passenger seat, I am boom out uh-huh. pretty quickly. Um, and I've had to fight against that. But like um, so on an airplane, I usually fall asleep or like drift away. But I will shoot the shit uh, if like if I'm being talked to, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I would fly alone, a lot, I'd fly as an unaccompanied minor a lot in uh, in high school and middle school. Right. So that's like me okay. and my sisters on a plane. Just like the three of us. You sound and pretty yeah, like uh, fuck. Uh, Katie and Maddie would sit together, and like I would sit on a separate person place, and I'd usually sit with like a stranger. And Andrew, I would shoot the shit with many a stranger. That's what your just, parents want you to do is talk to them. I mean, I just like I'm sitting there, you're sitting here. Where I think where I think, are you going? 
I think I think that's a good <laughs> you go Chicago and I'm like, oh, where so am I? How weird is that? <laughs> I think that I think that that is a good. Uh, I, I think that's a good quality in a kid to and, and a good quality to like talk to a kid on a plane. I think that that's a good thing to do. If a kid talked to me on a plane, I would talk back to them, uh, but not my wife. I, I I don't I don't want to interact with an adult on an airplane. I don't know what it is. I there's there's one person I will interact with on the flight, and that's the lady that will give me some alcohol. And you know what? She's are earned, you a plane she's, drinker? You drink on the plane? Yeah, I'll drink on the plane. That's fascinating to me. I, I will drink on the way to the plane. I will drink off of the plane, but I do not usually get booze in the air. A plane I'm, I'm is liminal a, a space. Seltzer. A plane is liminal space. I, I honestly, I'll have a beer at eight a.m. in an airport. Like, oh yeah, oh in an airport, absolutely. In an in an airport, I I will I will, I will walk right up and say hello. May I please have an old fashioned? Actually, I I'm gonna I'm gonna edit what I'm saying a little bit. At if I get if I get to an airport at eight a.m., hit me. If I get on the plane at eight a.m., I will not drink unless it's reasonable, because I don't want to get judged. And I mm-hmm. think that I consider the people working at the airport that I'm leaving just less of people than the people <laughs> on the plane with me. <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't give a shit if the bartender at the the shitty Wolfgang Puck in an airport judges me. I do care if the stewardess judges me. I do think that there's a part of it that's like, if this plane goes down, I don't want to be known among the survivor crew as that guy that got a beer at 8 a.m. on the plane. <laughs> you... I'm on my best behavior. I'm a perfect little boy on the airplane. I don't speak unless spoken to. I keep to myself. I, I don't I don't draw attention to myself. And then I get out when it's reasonable for myself. I don't stand up until I need to when I'm on an airplane getting off. Even when you're in the aisle seat? Even when you're in the aisle seat? Yeah, no, there's no point to it. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be the monster here. Someone mm. else is gonna be an asshole and fill that aisle up. Doesn't need to be me. <laughs> I won't move forward until the people in front of me and across from me have moved forward, but mm-hmm. I will stand up, grab my stuff. I, I'll probably stand up and get my stuff if I'm close enough, but it depends on how things are. I, I, I'm, I'm also a lot bigger than you. I take up a lot more room. And so like mm-hmm. the politics mm-hmm. of me moving anywhere uh, is a lot different. God. I, it's <laughs> just the reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Fascinating. What about a podcast where we analyze everyone's public transit procedures? <laughs> I I think that has three episodes in it. Or and then we're gonna get someone that's just like, yeah, like I like to eat the rats on the subway. <laughs> I consider those public property, so I figure I might as well take them. What is what is the most you have ever like been the worst person in a public space as far as like loud or obnoxious. Here, I have I have an answer for this. I will give you an answer to illustrate what my question is. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Well, Andrew, I, let, I me, in- let me answer first, because I think I understand your question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... You're a perfect little boy always, and uh, God smiles on you. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I go out of my way to be a perfect little boy. I, I don't speak unless spoken to. I don't, uh, I don't complain. You could shoot me in the foot and I would not say a word. Um, I, I, I don't complain if, if I go to a restaurant and I order something and they instead say, here is, um, some shit on a bun. I will say, great. Thank you very much. I'll walk away and politely dispose of it, but I'm not like, I'm never questioning it. Um, 
you give me wrong change. Oh, thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, you have I, never been obnoxious in a public place, like in a in a class or a or a train or, or an airport ever. Maybe in college, like in college, I'm sure that I was I was at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly like go out of my way to not be that because I get so much anxiety by doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I'm sitting here across from the paragon of, of virtue, and so it's, this is it's where... not a paragon of virtue; it's a paragon of anxiety. Oh, um, that's fair. That's fair. I also i i i never want to be, I never want to be look at the fat guy, because I'm easily identifiable in a crowd. Fair. And so I never want to draw that extra attention to myself because I feel like I already have it. So, so how I are you am- a monster? Andrew, when I was in college, I would uh, I'd leave my morning job and it ended at 11 a.m. and I had a class at 1130 and I would walk out and I'd walk to the Buffalo Wild Wings that opened at 11. I'd order 50 wings. Yeah, and I would carry them to go to my German class and I'd sit down with a 50 wild wings. The- and I would begin to eat them in the classroom. This isn't a lecture hall, Andrew. This is a classroom and the desks are not vertical. They're in a big circle. So everyone has to watch me sit there with my moist towelettes and 50 wings, slowly making my way through them. Notable the for being uh, having no odor. I would I would like to also acknowledge uh, the wild. Yes, wing. yes. Honey barbecue. Honey uh, barbecue. Honey barbecue. Well, I, they're not all the same flavor, Andrew. It's it's 25 honey barbecue. It was a. Uh, 10 Chipotle dry rub, 10 desert heat dry rub, and five mango habanero. So you just had your own little mini hot ones marathon. <laughs> yes, this is before hot ones, mind you. And in addition, and a large you also had 25 Pepper. chicken nuggets with buffalo sauce. <laughs> and I just sit there the and, and slop them down <laughs> in the middle of class. And this is a German class where and we you'd must raise, be speaking. You'd raise a saucy hand and go, Guten Morgen. Yeah, yeah. they go. I'm failing. Those buffalo. <laughs> exactly. You get it. There's another time I came to a class during a test with a bag full of bell peppers to eat, and I would pull out of the crinkly bag a bell pepper. And I don't know if you've ever been into a bell pepper, Andrew, but do you know those are crispy and they do crunch really loud? I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. I in in college I would I would uh grab a meal occasionally and eat it in a class but those were typically at like a class at 1 p.m. or a class at like 7 p.m. cuz I mm-hmm. took a couple night classes that were like 7 to 9:30 uh once a week or something like that and so like for those there were a lot of, like I was not the only person mm-hmm. I I would never alone do that and I would only do that with like a meal from the cafeteria. I couldn't go to Buffalo fucking Wild Wings. It was on the way. It it it's a B dubs. I it was seventy five cent wing Tuesdays and Thursdays. <sighs> I can't do this podcast anymore. I once I did that and I got I went there for breakfast at eleven o'clock. I went there again later in the day, and then we got it for dinner, me and my roommate, and my bank called me to be like, hey, 
there's obviously fraud because your card has been used three times today at this Buffalo Wild Wings. And I had to be like, nah, Hoss, that's me. And the pause on the line as they were like, oh, oh. you've spent $150 at Buffalo Wild Wings today? And I was like, yep. Here's how much, here's how uh, a perfect little boy with his uh, very shiny shoes, here's how I am. If my bank ever called me and said we noticed a weird charge, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, that was probably bad. Go ahead and cancel it. And then I would just deal with whatever consequences came. (laughs) I probably would not be allowed back at the B-dubs because I accidentally, uh, not even accidentally, whatever you would call that, I I anxiously let them reverse my charge. Because I didn't want I didn't want to tell another human being. No, I had Buffalo Wild Wings twice in a day. No, I have had a grand total of maybe a hundred wings in my little tummy today. DoorDash support is like, you running a, a an operation here? And I'd have to say, no, I'm just I'm just hungry and crave novelty in my food. I can't have a turkey sandwich every day. I'll go insane. You, you really fucking can't. <laughs> I we no go ahead. we got we got some uh, frozen nuggies, and I have been like making them for lunch. Then I put them in a tortilla wrap with you know mayo, cheese, and lettuce. And Mandy was like the other day. She's like, you know, when something's breaded, you don't usually put it in a wrap because it already has the bread on it. And my counterpoint was, but it's delicious. No, Mandy's wrong. That's bullshit. You can do that. Yeah, why it delicious if not want me to do? <laughs> you get a buffalo chicken wrap anywhere that you go, and that motherfucker's breaded. Mm-hmm. The best wrap I've ever I'm had. I'm normally is on bread. Mandy's side. Mandy's wrong here. My my best my best uh wrap I've ever had was a breaded chicken like buffalo breaded buffalo chicken lettuce and li- literal like celery carrots and then literal mashed potatoes in a huge wrap, and it was fucking incredible, dude. I remember this wrap so much and the restaurant that made it is dead, but to have mashed potatoes and breaded chicken in a wrap was the most decadent thing in my life. <laughs> Every Thursday for me at uh back in elementary school, we had chicken nugget day. They'd give you chicken nuggets, yep. mashed potatoes, a little barbecue sauce, a little something yeah. else. Every time, without a doubt, I took it. You get the barbecue sauce, you mix it in the mashed potatoes, you dip mm-hmm. the chicken finger in mm-hmm. and you eat it that way fucking go you can't get better than that have i ever told you the security guard would used to call me nugget because i would get chicken nuggets every day at lunch at work at school and high school see that's that's you is that you let your behaviors be something worth commenting on in a public space um i once walked into a subway and the woman behind the counter said hey you want the steak and cheese right and i never went to that subway again um because i got recognized <laughs> We could not be more different people. (laughs) The other day, someone said to me, Riley, I can't believe how much I disagree with you and still consider you a friend. And I feel like that is our dynamic. Yeah, why are you reading my DMs out loud, Riley? (laughs) Hi, ho.
Okay, hello, <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail and space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummox. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummox on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports engine humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box.